Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post podcast. We're back, we had a week off last week for uh, American football concerns, but we're back with uh, Premier League action. We should quickly mention uh, England won, uh, let's move on from that, no need to talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, I was at work. Uh, I'm Ross, uh, that was Adam, and that's it for this week, just the two of us. Hello. I mean, it's the best two, really, so you're in luck yep. if you're listening. Yep. Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> So what we're going to do is uh, a completely fresh and new idea. It's going to be around the around the EPL in 60 minutes. We're going to break down every team, but only three minutes per team. Uh, we're going to work backwards from the bottom of the league and the current standings. So we're going to start at West Ham and finish with Man United. And we're going to talk about every team in between for three minutes and three minutes only. And hopefully cover as much stuff as we can in those three minutes. Should be easier yeah. for some teams Same. than others. So there's no leads chat, so you can leave now. <laughs> exactly. That's half our audience. Shut their iPods <laughs> down. <laughs> They've already downloaded it. It's too late. Yeah, exactly. We've got your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we're going to begin, and they're going to start the timer in a second. As soon as I say, West Ham United are our first team, Adam. Yeah. So let's start the time running now. So West Ham. Bottom of the table, played three, lost three. Looked fairly rubbish so far this season. Losing to Newcastle in their most recent game, 3-0. <sighs> kind of gone to plan, though, isn't it, really? They didn't really strengthen that much, apart from Chicharito. Well, they did some really odd opinions on their transfers, isn't there? They've got, what did they get in? Chicharito, yeah. uh, Joe Hart. Yeah, Zabaleta. Uh, um, Zabaleta. And um, Arnautovic. And, and they paid a lot of money for Arnautovic. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, he's not a player I particularly rate. No, he's a one in seven kind of player, isn't he? I just think that he's a, a he's a, um, a sort of a, a one in ten game kind of player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As in, sort of like, he'll play for Anomaly in that what, that game, he'll probably score a hat trick. Yeah. He'll win you that game. Anonymous but, for the next but, nine. <laughs> but what does he do in the other ones? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the dealings in. It's, it's, I mean, Chicharito is a good signing, I think, and for the price they paid, brilliant. I think that it, it seems strange because I don't. You look at their team. I think they've not made themselves any better. No. But if you then look at the transfers individually and say they've scored a, pro, a proven Premier League goal scorer, mm-hmm. a um, a twenty a twenty million pound um, Champions League winning attacking midfield player, yeah, and England's number one goalkeeper. That's solid transfers on paper, isn't it? That's without me even mentioning Zabaleta because I can't think of an adjective for it. <laughs> And all in all, when you look at their um, at the players they got rid of, hmm. like I, some odd decisions. Quite, this, yeah, this, they've they've cl- they've cleaned out some players. They've got rid of. They cut a loss on. Well, he's only on loan. They got rid of Snodgrass. Yeah, that seems strange. Yeah. Um, they sent Reece Oxford out on loan as well. Yeah, it looked promising. They got rid of Ed and Valencia and Ashley Fletcher. Shift a bit of weight up top. They must get five yeah. million pounds for Darren Randolph, which is amazing. Yeah, um, and they sold they sold Guli to Garrett Tassar, which is disappointing for me. He didn't have a great season last year; struggled with injury at the beginning. Yeah, but um, I don't know where the, what you think this West Ham team expects. Like normally, West Ham are a yo-yo team: a bad season, a good season, a bad season. So this should be a good season. But three games, three two defeats. goals scored, ten goals yeah. conceded. The only. The only plus point you can say for, for them is that because of the um, the the World Athletics Championships, they've played their first three games away from home. Yeah. So they haven't got a home, haven't played a home game yet, and they have played. Well, I was thinking they played good teams, but they played Man United. They lost three 0 to Newcastle, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, Man United they brushed them aside, and I can't remember the other game. Um, 
Southampton. It was the one they sh- it, oh, they yeah. were two 0 down. They got to two all. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Three minutes done on West Ham. Sorry, West Ham fans. It's not looking good for you. It's so. over. <laughs> it's over after three games. Next up, nineteenth position in the table. Samuel Lodge's former team, Crystal Palace. Same record as uh, West Ham. Played three, lost three. New manager in the summer and De Boer. Lots of new signings. Big signings. Supposed to be an evolution, a yeah. change in styles. Um, but didn't Crystal Palace hold a board meeting after their third game where they was suggestion they might. <laughs> He said the vote confidence already. Yeah, that didn't last long, did it? That's worrying. Yeah, but then, but then went and gave him twenty six million to spend on uh, Mamadou Sakho on deadline day, which is a great signing. Yeah, an absolute great signing. He was he. It's one of those ones where you 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 don't really feel like you can lose. Like he's been there before. Mm. Um, he knows the club. He performed for the club. You see what the kind of performances Allardyce was getting out of him last year. Yeah, there's definitely less pressure there than it would be at Liverpool for a player of Sakho's. Um, Possibly fragile yeah, well, in space. It seemed, yeah, that is true. It does seem to be fragile, but it also seems that a little bit of that um, that it was personal between him and Klopp. Yeah, there was moments when they could have actually definitely used him last season, and they just didn't pick him at all. And they've also got players who are um, very highly rated. Yeah, Loftus Cheek was good, good pick. And and Bruno Mensah on loan. Yeah, um, you'd expect that. Um, it's sort of a, a make or break time for them, isn't it? It's one of those ones where you look at um, at, at players who've come from big clubs and made it. Players like um, Lukaku, yeah, um, or Danny Welbeck. They've really seized that opportunity when they've gone on loan. Mm. Maybe even Jack Wilshere. If you think back to that half season he spent at, at Bolton and stuff, yeah, and um, and that's what these guys need to do now. They need to put themselves in the shop window, definitely, yeah. and they need to get it to a stage where. Their, their careers need to develop and yeah. you'd hope that Ball was a man who could do that for them but it's he uh, be, yeah I mean they start the season with a 3-0 home loss to Huddersfield you can that that's kind of there's a lot of bounce and a lot of push for Huddersfield in the first day, first game in Premier League and a lot of support away there oh you're enough. fighting against a lot of momentum there aren't you yeah you write that one off fair enough you, you, you lose 1-0 to Liverpool not too bad that's that's an improvement certainly that's... I think they really certainly stifled Liverpool as well it took Liverpool a long time to win that game if I yeah. remember rightly but then losing 2-0 to Swansea last weekend they looked fairly abject and like, Tammy Abraham was just bossing that, um, those, two, those two defenders and, and Swansea aren't a particularly uh a team that people are expecting great things from. So, no. sort of, those are three points lost to a competitor straight away. The Liverpool Definitely. points you can write off. But yeah. It's not started well. No, it's definitely not. And um, De Boer needs to get his house in order, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a long season, Palace. I, I tip them to go down in our pre-season um, predictions, but I, I, I want De Boer to work out because I like him as a manager and he's a cracking player as well, but... Oh, there we go. That's well, three minutes done. Off. Sorry, Palace. On to AFC Bournemouth. Again, played three, lost three. Only scored one goal this season. Conceded five, so a bit, a bit better at the back. Uh, they signed well in the summer, I think. Yeah, well, I, 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 I think you'll find if you listen back to our, our preview um, podcast, I spent, spent a lot of time glowing about how well I thought <laughs> for Bournemouth had done. Yeah. I thought, but um, at the moment... Um, Eddie Howe hasn't found a way to accommodate Defoe in his in his team properly. I'm not quite sure. I don't believe Defoe's had that many of any starts. Uh, no, he's certainly not hit the back of the net yet. And he is no. a player who Sunderland did kind of build their team around last season to get him the most opportunities they could. They tried to sign Vincent Janssen deadline day. That didn't fall through. Uh, that, that did fall through. But they signed Tim Krul on loan, which is a Sorry, I'm reading about Brighton, aren't I? That's the wrong team. <laughs> Bournemouth. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, do they? Because they, if they've done that, that doesn't make any sense. Because they, <laughs> they, I, I, one of the things I was so happy about was that they signed Begovic, and I thought that they signed Begovic, Defoe, Aki. I yeah. don't think they did any deadline day business, did they? Uh, they brought a guy not... from Blackburn, Conor Mahoney, but that's not going to set any headlines as far. No, I can't imagine that he's going to be slotting into that <laughs> starting lineup anytime soon. No, they released quite a fair, fair few players, players that have, have have performed before, like Max Gradle and Federici and um, uh, Mark Wilson as well, solid Premier League players. 
Yeah, I was um the, the slight concern you might think of, but I suppose it would. Defoe's a very intelligent player, and you'd you'd think he would do well. And um, I heard another podcast talking about about Bournemouth and talking about sort of the training, the stuff that Eddie Howe does on the training pitch, and it being sort of very complicated, coordinated movements. Yeah, sort of like one player moves here, and if they move here, you do that. But if they move this way, you do that, and mm. da, 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 everything everything linked everything sort of having to be very aware um know the game plan inside and out and you, you think that maybe that's one of the kind of things that sometimes it's difficult to judge the intellect of a player you don't know how much when they're playing for another club how much that's based on intellect yeah. and or how much of that's based on sort of rigid tactics or just expression mm. Um, and also, it, whether they have got it or not, maybe some players just take a long time to settle into that. Yeah. And that's why that perhaps you look at Eddie Howe and you think, how good is his record in the transfer market? Yeah, yeah it's... I mean, because you look at... You, I, I don't know about me, Ross, but you look at that and you say, Aki, already been there on loan, did well first. Begovic, Defoe, they feel like free can't-miss signings. Yeah, they're solid Premier League signings that should enable you to finish mid-table at least. And when you look at that for Defoe, only cost Defoe was on a free. Yeah. So the combined of that is thirty million pounds. Yeah, that's that's well, nothing in this window, is it, for players no. of that level? Anyway, that's your time down, Bournemouth. We're on to Brighton. Brighton's time now. I'm, <laughs> I've been talking about you already, Brighton. Tell me about Vincent Janssen. <laughs> so yeah, they failed to sign Vincent Janssen, but did sign Tim Crawl on loan, which is strange because they, I think they broke their record transfer to sign Matthew Ryan in the summer as well, another keeper, but. He has had a couple of spills in the first couple of games, which have lost them lost them games. They held their own against Man City, I think, first game of the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where you thought that eventually they're going to get. This yeah. is going to be sort of like heroic defeat. Yes, um, and I suppose that was the best case, one of the the pretty much the most realistic best case scenario for them. Yeah, the the, sort of the worst battered. thing you could have had was them getting battered and. Um, so, and having sort of um, disappointed, like deflated straight away. Yeah. Because like you said, when you talk about Huddersfield and opening game against Palace, mm. momentum's on your side and sort of surviving till the 60, 65th, 70th minute, whatever it was they did. Yeah. Um, I think that, that that allows you to maintain that momentum. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, if you get battered, it can crush you straight away and you've got another sort of derby situation on your hands. Um they got their first point of the season last weekend away at uh, Watford. They did well. Watford had 10 men for a fair chunk of the game for a horrific challenge from one of their players. But first point on the board, it's, it's an important mental hurdle to get over, I think. And it's it's definitely a base to build on. They've got a solid enough team, but it could be a struggle for Brighton. I think that squad's not good enough. No, they've not spent a lot of money. Um, again, but getting two keepers in, that shows a slightly odd um, transfer system. Yeah. Uh, they've bought they've bought in some young players. Izzy Brown from Chelsea on loan. Davy Proper was a, supposed to be a decent enough uh, midfielder as well. And uh, yeah, it's not as a, a, an incoming list that strikes me as a, a team that's going to stay up. Really, it's going to be a struggle all year. Yeah. You, uh, they're a club that's been been building for a long time to get out of the championship haven't they yes. they've done it in a really nice way they've got a, a, a nice a stadium for their size of club um and they've just been putting the pieces together and to, to the extent where it, it almost felt like eventually it was going to happen it was just felt mm. like an inevitability didn't it yeah it was a matter of time the next three games by the way newcastle bournemouth and west brom there's a chance there to really build some momentum because we've, we've said for years in this podcast get those points on the board early and you, you help yourself do the pardew method of being safe by January in your final, and you can take the rest of the season off. <laughs> yeah, Phil Brown got it slightly wrong, <laughs> so don't don't talk to him about it. <laughs> He's ever so close, but that's that's three, well, two definitely winnable games. I think Newcastle look look shaky, and uh, Bournemouth again not got a point yet. So no, nice South Coast derby. Yeah, that's a Friday night as well. That'll be on TV. What's that? The Battle of the Beaches? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> better than that bloody dockyard derby this, this is the uh, retirement derby I think we should call it yeah <laughs> famously for the retirement villages uh, ok down on to 16th position in the league Arsenal <laughs> <laughs> right where do we start this club is, uh, as Aaron Ramsey put it an absolute shambles yep 
<laughs> three minutes isn't anywhere near enough to talk about Arsenal. No, let's not. Let's talk about what they didn't do. So <laughs> they in 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 July, yeah, they decided that they didn't want to pay fifty two million pounds for Thomas Lamar because that was too much money. Yeah. They also decided that they would turn down a £10 million bid from Watford for Kieran Gibbs. (laughs) In the last week, two days before the deadline, they decided to sell Kieran Gibbs for wait for it, £7 million. (laughs) Some reporting five. (sighs) And make a £92 million bid for Thomas Omar, which they on deadline day, which they then have to embarrassingly retract (laughs) because he's going to turn them down. Oh, and meanwhile, while they're trying to get this deal done, they can't because he's playing for France. Yeah. <laughs> this comes, what, four days off off the back of an absolute thrashing from Liverpool. It was it finished 4-0. It could have been double figures. Liverpool yeah. had their way with them. They were just an absolute shambles. The, 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 the line-up he picks is beyond me. Better yes. in at left full-back. Monreal yeah. centre-back. Two, two left-backs at centre-back. <laughs> Mustafi on the bench. Yeah. £35 million, two, pounds, just sat there. Two midfielders, neither of which want to defend. <laughs> Alan Ramsey is an absolutely embarrassment. Uh, Gary Neville was absolutely spot on. There's too many players in that team who don't think it's their job to defend. Yeah, exactly. You can get and away now, with having just Ozil as a number 10 and not pull him back, but if Ramsey's trying to play that position as well, yeah. that leaves Xhaka very un- uncovered and unhelped. Yeah, and... Sanchez is willing to run around and make himself look like he's pressing, but only really press yeah. sort of around the back four. He's not. Get, he's not getting back. No. Yeah, he's getting away. He's get. He's get. He's escaping the overall credit, the uh, criticism, because he does a lot of running. And there's that stat that came out last season that Ozil actually does more running during the game than Sanchez does. Because Sanchez is pure burst of little burst of energy, whereas just better PR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he likes dogs. We've seen that all over and over again. Yeah, and now they're at, I don't know what this club's going to do. I'm, for, for me, they've just lost sixty million. I, I, if it was me, I'd have taken the sixty million pound hit on Sanchez. Yep. Everton proved last season that this this Premier League is not strong enough to to compete with them from no. eighth down. So having San, not having Sanchez is not going to get Arsenal relegated. It's not even get them have them finish eighth. No, exactly. Worst case scenario, they'd finish seventh. Yeah. They'd have sixty million. Even if they didn't replace him. Yeah. They now have what I imagine to be um, a sulky, unhappy player. Ars- Arsenal cl- Arsenal claims he's going to be playing for his future, but what happens after January when actually he's not playing for his future? He's playing to not get injured because it's on him. <laughs> um, this is going to end with Sanchez leaving, we're not getting £60 million, and them somehow paying Mesut Ozil 300 grand a week. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Three minutes was definitely not enough. We didn't barely scratch the surface. <laughs> barely scratch the surface. Uh, Leicester then. Leicester are in 15th position. Um, this is about where I expected them to be, in all honesty. They haven't massively strengthened in the summer. They've not really lost anyone. Either Drinkwater obviously went on deadline day. That was kind of inevitable. But they kept hold of Mares. They kept hold of Vardy. Uh, they've only just kept my hold on Mahrez. He tried his hardest. <laughs> yeah, Roma was beaten down that door, but they just they're putting more and more chairs in front of it just to stop them getting in. Um, yeah, I mean they they looked all right against the Arsenal first game of the season. Probably should learn to defend slightly better. They beat Brighton two 0 and then lost two 0 uh, last weekend. I don't really know what to expect from the rest of this season. I think this is where they should be in the Premier League. I think you just yeah, that's very true. I think that sort of this is success for them yeah sort of I think I do think they're a club who should be fighting relegation every season mm-hmm. um, you, for me I worry about losing drink water and what that means in terms of sort of now like the real identity of that club yeah from they could hang the, they had to make big change well changes in defence quickly because that team that that won the Premier League two years ago was that that defense was old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was obviously never gonna gonna hold together for much longer. But they lost Kante straight away. They've now lost Drinkwater. Um, apart from that, in terms of sort of like the real mm. identity pieces of that that Leicester team, it's you think of Shamichael, yeah, and you think of Vardy, mm-hmm. 
And that's it for me. Mar- oh, and Mara. Mara's, Mara's, yeah, those three, yeah. But there's been rumours that Schmeichel wants to leave and there's clubs interested in him as well. Mara's tried to sign, tried to get anyone to make a bid for him on deadline day. Yeah. <laughs> Even took, took the day off training, <laughs> pretending with a note from his agent claiming that he had bids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've done all right business. Ian Acho is a good sign, I think. And Harry Maguire has proved to be, he's uh, just carried on where he left off of Hull last year. He's a good Premier League centre-back already at his young age. Um, Alexander Dragovic centre back on loan from Bayern uh, Bayer Leverkusen they've, they've definitely strengthened in the areas that they needed to um, like you said that defence got very old very quickly yeah but, but you just wonder about what that midfield that central midfield is going to become because I think that that beyond sort of um, Vardy's tireless running and his sort of poacher instincts mm. that was really the sort of the heartbeat of that Leicester team that won the league yeah yeah, Drinkwater is the, the metronome in the midfield. He does the, the character job, the stuff that's not really very flash and very fancy. But even when he played for England in that, was it a friendly against Holland? He was pretty much the star player. But because he just does the simple things right and doesn't make mistakes, it's, it's a really shrewd signing by Chelsea. And for just £35 million, is, in this day and age, that's nothing. No, when you take into account that they've paid a premium because he's English and they needed English players. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, ooh, I've just looked at the table. Newcastle are in 14th place. Uh, higher than I thought they'd be, to be honest with you, at this stage. They've had a, a fairly shocking summer. Rafa's not happy. The fans aren't particularly happy. Uh, he didn't manage to sell any of the players he wanted to sell. He didn't really bring in any of the players that he wanted to bring in. <laughs> he stuck with the team that won in the Championship. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he start talking about how he was actively looking at job offers? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's not a great sign, is it? No. I mean, Rafa's definitely not going to want for offers if a, a team sacks a manager sometime soon. He, I think he could easily jump as well if, if even the slightest uh, interest comes in. Because he's not happy. Everyone knows this. Mike Ashley's too busy suing uh, golf courses over, <laughs> rather than uh, managing uh, the business there. Been sick in a fireplace. <laughs> they beat West Ham, but as we said, West Ham were a shambles in that game. They lost 2-0 to Newcastle and... Uh, lost 1-0 to Huddersfield in what will probably be the most dour game of football we'll see all, se- all season. Uh, it's, I mean, Hosselu for £5 million, the Jacob Murphy from Norwich for a, quite a big, I think about £11 million. £12 million I've got here, yeah. Wow, yeah. It's, it's a championship squad, isn't it? Yes, it really is. They've the, the, their outgoings are just getting rid of the previous regime. Sim de Jong's been released. Uh, Emmanuel Riviere's gone. Uh, Johan Gufran's finally left the club. All those sort of players that were there and responsible for the relegation last time, they finally yeah. got rid of them. So that's something. But so we've got new players who can get us relegated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, survival will be a massive success this season. We're for Newcastle. Yeah, I th- I think that that disappointment from from Ra- Benitez comes from the po- from the fact that I think that what the the sort of the romantic in him was sold on Newcastle sort of by the um mm. by the potential. Yeah, and I think he sees the potential. Yeah, it's undoubtedly which ev- there. Which everyone's every to- ever talked about for the the whole twenty <laughs> four or five years I've been sort of yeah consciously engaging in football everyone's told me about this potential that Newcastle have but they've never shown me it no it, let, mis, mis, mismanagement and just wasted opportunities time and time again and there's not many teams that get the, the, the support they get every week no matter what is happening in that club that's, that's something to hang their hat on but <laughs> they're going to turn very quickly I think if something doesn't really kick on this season if they're struggling well, again, it could be a, a long, long season. I think the the only plus there is is that that uh, you sort of you do have a fan base and a manager that are together against <laughs> against the owner. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you're not going to have this. I know that Ar- well, the, we're, the Arsenal fans were against Ars- were against Arsenal, but they're also against Cronke and <laughs> they're against like, everything. <laughs> yeah, you've got a very splintered pack there. At least there is some cohesion. Yeah. True. Thirteenth uh, place then, Swansea City. Uh, they had an interesting deadline day. Renato Sanchez. <laughs> a very interesting deadline day, didn't they? How it they got Renato a, Sanchez? It took, 
It took me a long time to twig on that one. That's mad. That is a mental move. But it does make sense when you think about um, Paul Clements links to Angelotti and yes. not just Angelotti. So you've got Angelotti at Bayern who trusted, but also that means he's worked with Sanchez as well. Mm-hmm. So you can see why why he'd want why he'd be trusted with him. Yeah, I definitely. think they bring bringing Boney back is a good move. Yeah, not happy with him wearing number two when number nine's available, but that's a different no. matter altogether. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean I won't wish him well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Selen Lorente could could be a really big decision in the course of this season, though, because he was vital last year. When they decided to make him the main man and change the way they played to get him crosses into the box, he took it in his stride and just scored goals for fun at the end, second half of last season. The only good side to that being the fact that the guy who puts the crosses in isn't there anymore either. True, yes. <laughs> so it's going to be a, an interesting season for Swansea. I think they're definitely ones to watch because of players like Sanchez signing and Boney as well. Boney had a really good time there last time and the move to obviously Man City didn't work and the loan to Stoke didn't work either. But Sanchez strikes me as that one of those players are from, obviously, what we've all saw of him was his performances at... at um, at the Euros, yeah, and then he got his big move to Bayern Munich, where none of us can claim to have seen lots of him because he didn't get to see lots of the pitch anyway. So we'd be lying if I could tell you I know all about his Bayern Munich performances. Mm. But he strikes me as one of those players where this could go either way for 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 Swansea. He could be a huge player for them who could almost keep them up on his own. Yeah, or he it could just not work. Yeah, it could be a massive weight of expectation that he is the man there now and. I think that that's so. I don't think that I'd be surprised if expectation gets him because I think that that expectation he's already experienced that. If anything, I think he's going to have a a sense of expectation being lifted from not being the thirty-five million pound. Well, yeah, teenager. Yeah, wonder kid who's just joined Bayern Munich. Mm. Um, so he's made twenty-five appearances for the Champions last season, but I doubt a lot of those were starts with the the squad they've got. Yeah, you wonder whether maybe he might. Um, succeed as being the big fish in the in the small pond. Yeah, almost a meet you type. Yeah, yes, perhaps. Yeah, I mean they've been and, searching um, for that since he left. And maybe they part of the, that Lorenzo decision was also um, back to the fact that Tammy Abraham was very um, very prolific for them in pre season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I know that when you looked at a lot of the. Um, yeah, in the no fantasy football people who were trying to th- thinking they were they were too clever were picking Abraham thinking he would carry that on into the beginning of the season that's not not happened for them no not yet and also Klukas is a good sign as well I think he's a, a very good footballer uh, on to team in 12 your team Adam Everton yeah been a up and down start to the season I think yeah so you you had the um, the win against Stoke opening day of the season mm-hmm um, you've had the uh, the draw against um, Man City, which we really let slip. Yeah, um, that was was disappointing. And then obviously uh, losing, Chelsea. yeah, losing to Chelsea seems like um, I actually haven't managed to catch up on that game. So it feels like we just got hammered. Um, you, we obviously made that very exciting. We were the, t- the talk of pre-season with all our transfer activity. Yeah, you're very busy. Um, a lot of very disappointed deadline day for um, for Everton fans. There was a lot of talk of um, us getting a left side, wanting a left-sided centre back, and um, yeah, wanting a striker. And um, I think that we uh, we uh, flirted with as many strikers as we possibly could on deadline day. <laughs> yes, um, definitely. We were after everyone. The, it started days before we were talking about being linked with players like um, Moussa Dembele at Celtic or Ndjeko yeah. um, um, obviously the Giroud talk and then we sort of ended up we, we downgraded and we're looking at um, Perez from Arsenal but he decided to go back to Deportivo and um, mm. I think a lot of people think that um, maybe this squad is uh, just missing a couple of pieces yeah, I think. I mean, I'm quite excited by the uh, Vlasic signing. I, I'm a big fan of players in that sort, that type of uh, that area of the world. And Sigerson's taken to the his new role. Like a duck to water with that goal in uh, European football for you. 
Yeah, and I think if if um, Calvin Lewis can show um, performances like he did in the Man City game, yeah, consistently, then he's going to give us that bit of pace in midfield we want. Um, I think if uh, we can settle Davy Clanson into the Premier League, um, he doesn't need to sort of be there the whole time. We've got different options, move players around. Mm. Um, be interesting to see what happens with Ross Barkley. Yeah, I was going to get. Is he going to just be reintroduced to the team and like nothing's happened? Or I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there seems to be a lot of um, a lot of misinformation around sort of what's happening with him. Um, he like did he have a medical? Did he not? Yeah. Um, when he talks about wanting to make a decision for his future, has he decided that actually he thinks, oh, I want to stay with. I now want to stay with Everton, or does that mean just sort of? On a wait time fit, does he really want to join Spurs? But apparently we wouldn't we wouldn't talk to Spurs. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. No, <laughs> slightly odd. We'll find more. I think January will be very revealing for Ross Barkley. Uh, into the next team, then in eleventh place, currently Stoke City. Um, people in the the know kind of predicted that they'll they'd struggle this season, but they've done some good business. I think Darren Fletcher's a, a cracking signing. Kurt Zuma's a good loan deal, and Martin's in D alongside him. Hesse is a, 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 a one of those random Stoke signings that they seem to make every season. I um, I can't remember which podcast I was listening to. Made a very interesting point. I think it was the the game, um, and um, they were talking about sort of Mark Hughes's sort of approaches that mm. um, Stoke can't attract and can't afford a player as good as um, sort of. Shakiri or Bojan or Rodriguez when they were considered to be the, the product or no when they I mean when even oh, now well. but I mean when before Jose was injured when he was when he was sort of the star they there was no way that you could ever think mm. of or see a situation where he would go to Stoke yeah so they sort of get themselves in this situation where they gamble yes and you know, one of those gambles might pay off, and they might have a player who is too good to be at Stoke. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's, there's, yeah, you know definitely I mean? but, that case. Like some of them worked out, like Bojan did to begin with, and Affleck didn't really work out. But that's like you say, it's a flip of the coin, isn't it? Mm. Kevin, yeah, Kevin um, Vimmer's a good sign, I think. I think Kevin Vimmer's a very good signing. Yeah. Um, I know that. Tottenham strengthened in that area anyway, so we're willing to get rid of him. But I think he's a very good Premier League centre back. Yeah. Although the, I think the stats on his um, starts for Tottenham didn't suggest that, but <laughs> I think that's just one of those. You know, Tottenham love a little weird stat like that, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, they got rid of Bojan. He went back. To, uh, went to Alves on loan. They also got rid of uh, Imbula, who I believe was their record transfer signing um, just last season. He's gone on loan to Toulouse. Um, that's dis- things like that are always very disappointing. You, if you're you're at a club like Stoke and you're Mark Hughes and you're making record transfers they need to be working you yeah. can't you can't be cutting your losses on them this early no I think he's around 20-21 million which is a, even in this time of football 21-22 million is a lot of money for a team like Stoke City they're not obviously they're cash rich because of the Premier League but they're still like you say they have to overpay for players to come and play for them uh, they've started the season alright 11th position it's kind of around where they should be and Tony Pulis um and Mark Hughes had a nice little uh, entertaining afternoon last weekend. Yeah, slagged <laughs> off Tony Pulis. <laughs> I'm a big fan hands. of that rivalry. Business, business done. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they've um, they've they beat Arsenal, of course. That was fun. And, uh, yeah, that, that was inevitable. Lost to Everton, and they got yeah, win, loss, and a draw so far. So four four points on the board, mid table kind of where they should be but maybe slightly below their expectations I think yeah I think maybe they're just they, I think top half would be good for Stoke yeah definitely just into the top half then are currently Burnley they're in 10th position um, they spent a lot of money in the summer they gave Leeds a big chunk of that for Chris Wood who scored in his debut annoyingly um, not that I don't wish and then they signed Naki Wells what is going on that's a completely odd yeah because he's not like any of their other strikers at all he's a quick shifty in between the lines sort of player rather than Wood, Vokes and Barnes who's just going to be the big lumps up front I, I just mean like someone's pointed out to them that you to, um, to Sean Dyche you can't play them all at the same time <laughs> no he's got six strikers now uh, which is quite, it's quite a lot 
And you've got Jonathan Waters who brought in as well. Jack Cork's a good bit of business. He's a solid Premier League midfielder. Phil Bardsley I'm yeah. not too sure on. Um, yeah, Jonathan Waters isn't bad. No, they've, they've strengthened all right, and they've got a lot of money with the, the Michael Keane deal as well. Yeah, you'd think as long as, as sort of they can bring something about that will allow them to sort of repl- replicate that. Yeah. Um, in t- in terms of their their defensive abilities, then I think they should be all right. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't think Andrew Gray's all that, and I think eighteen million pound is a daylight robbery. Yeah, <laughs> that's just yeah. that's just maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, I I get him confused with the other Gray, to be honest with you. So he's obviously not standing out uh, too much. But um, yeah, I think that they're a they're a solid Premier League team, and they've strengthened in the right areas. They didn't score a lot of goals last year, so why not go and sign four strikers and see what can see what happens. I, I think that um, from all the things I hear when you hear him talk, I think that um, Sean Dyche is a very good manager. I think he's a modern manager. I think, and I think he uh, yeah. he's very switched on, knows what he's doing. Yeah, definitely. They got the, they got the uh, draw last weekend at Wembley against Spurs. Last minute goal from Chris Wood. They've they lost to West Brom, who most people do seems at the minute, and uh, they beat Chelsea, of course, on the first day. So they've got. They've got something about them this year. Last season, obviously, they couldn't win away from home, could they? And to go and do that at the Champions on the first day yeah, helped by two red cards. But That's obviously huge, isn't it? Mm. But you sort of get that monkey off your back straight away. Yeah. And those, those two away games, three points at Chelsea and a point away at Spurs, that's massive. Even in, yeah. I, mean, I mean, they're 10th currently, but their, their goal, I would assume, this season is to survive. And if you're taking four points off teams that are going to finish in the top two or three, that's massive early on. Four points that they're not. If if you think that if if they they've got a goal of getting to say I don't know forty five points, yeah, and maybe Sean Dutch looks at the fixture list at the beginning of the season and plots out how he thinks that's going to happen. Mm. That's not coming from four points away to Chelsea <laughs> and Tottenham. No, not at all. Tottenham I mean, only dropped dropped five points away from home all well, at home. Sorry, all last season. Yeah. So yeah, they've, yeah, <laughs> they started really well. Oh, um, gone. speaking of Tottenham. Uh, exactly. Currently sitting in ninth place, uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, they finally did some business very late on in the, the window. Um, they did some good business as well, I think. Yeah, Serge Aurier, is that his name? Yeah, Aurier. Who, 23 um, million for half the price of Carl Walker. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, who is a, maybe not a carbon copy of Carl Walker, but it offers the same things. Very quick, yeah. very attacking. Um very athletic figure as well. Yeah, but again, on um, I think it was Philippe uh, Auclair talking about him on a, on a podcast saying that actually before he um, before he decided to um, smoke smoke shisha and slag off all his teammates on <laughs> Periscope, he was actually considered a um, a big locker room presence. Was a, like was considered yeah. a, a well liked guy. So um, an interesting turn of events I think as we said before nothing's changed from our preview podcast Tottenham's problem hmm. is play- where they play their home games <laughs> yeah there's, there's and, literally nothing new about that this year and they, they've got themselves in a horrible situation now because they had their first game was against Chelsea a game that sw- the momentum swung in that game all over the place yeah um, it was a tactical masterclass from Conte mm-hmm. and if they'd won that game um Lots of Tottenham fans have told me that, that that they feel that that would have been it. Yeah, that monkey's off your back immediately. That to- Tottenham curse was over because it's not only just winning your first game, but actually it's winning your game against Chelsea, yeah. who are considered to be their biggest sort of um, uh, competition. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with that. Some of the other moves they've made have brought Paolo Gazinga in um, from Saints, which is a, a strange move. Um, I don't really get that one. Um, Davison Sanchez, a really highly rated uh, Ajax centre-back. And uh, Lorento, previously mentioned, I think he's a really good deal, £15 million, and he offers yeah, something I think different. He offers something different. Um, he offers a credible alternative to Harry Kane. Yeah. And I think that, one, Harry Kane can also play... Harry Kane's a, a, an excellent forward. He can play as the nine, he can play as the Ten or the shadow strikers, well. yeah. like I think for playing two up top and playing him off Lorente is an option. Definitely, and I think that also you, that might be a situation where you might see some of the better 
better play from Janssen, where Janssen can play off Llorente in cup games and uh, against Crystal Palace. Yeah, it takes some pressure off, doesn't it? It's not making Janssen the main man when Kane's not there. If there's another striker to help him out, it's a... It's a, it's a good option for them to have. Their, their Champions League group is awful. Uh, Real Madrid, Borussia Dortmund and uh, Apo and Nicosia, who are no mugs themselves. That's a tough, tough group. But now, if I was Pochettino, I'd be selling that and saying, look, everyone's saying we've got this Wembley hoodoo. Mm. We couldn't get rid of it against Chelsea. We reinforced it by dropping points in the 90th minute to Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get rid of it now? You beat Real Madrid. Yeah, going to beat Dortmund at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on to 8th position then, and it's Southampton, who seem to have just been 8th position for about 18 months. Never seemed yeah, to have moved Yeah, maybe a bit longer. <laughs> Perpetually, like, f- four years? Yeah. <laughs> Fair play to them. I mean, they've got a system and it works. They bring through these players, they, they pick them up from around the world for fairly cheap prices and sell them on for they big money. They sell them to Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, basically. They've, they've had a fairly quiet window for them this year. They've not really got rid of anyone major. And, uh, I think well, no, but... They- Again, when we talk about Arsenal as a club with a player that they don't want, what mm. how, it, so now what do they do with Van Dijk? How do they? Well, yeah, he's been training on his own for the past month, hasn't he? Exactly. How do they reintegrate? You've got to reintegrate him, haven't you? Yeah. Because if you did, if you didn't reintegrate him, that's a very expensive point of principle because the value's <laughs> only going to go down. Yeah, and they have kind of already replaced him as well with uh, Wesley Hodart, who's signed from Lazio. A yeah, young Dutch centre back. So all they got is replacement in place, but he's still there knocking around. <laughs> he's not going to. But then again, it. maybe this is maybe this is again great business from from Southampton. Who who knows? You could be looking at one of those teams could really be on a push. Want to want to um to strengthen? Hmm. Imagine imagine if you're looking at at, at uh, Liverpool or Chelsea and needing some a bit of defensive help. He's he'll be able to play in the Champions League. Yeah. Like, is, has his value in January only gone up if you can get him back playing and showing? Well, yeah, he makes him a, a, a really good prospect for a, a, a kind of a desperate team. I think if Arsenal were still struggling come November, December, I could think they could finally see the end of England. I mean, Someone he's not stupid, though, is he? He's not going to. People, people don't want to join no. Arsenal. Van Dyke's not a moron. <laughs> no, that's true. But yeah, I mean. If Liverpool can't solve these defensive uh, frailties within, then they're going to have to sign them eventually. Liverpool fans are furious that this transfer didn't go through. Uh, I think that... Um, it's quite funny. They've managed to keep together a lot of their um, sort of... their players who perform very well for Southampton but go under unrated. Tadic, yeah. um, Long... Romu. Uh, R- yeah, you might see, see more from Austin. Yeah. Austin's Bertrand. a great underrated Premier League striker, I think. Yeah, and sort of you, you you didn't see as much from him once he joined. You thought maybe he was going to have an immediate impact, and he didn't. They would go with Long more often, but I think he's only going to be be scoring goals for them. That's he's just a, like yeah, he's a, he's a poacher in the the foe kind of role of poaching. Shane Long's going to run all day for you. Austin's just going to find that space in the box and get the goals. And he's already got two this season. If he can stay injury free, he's going to be a big a big. A big player for them, and they've they've been taken over again by a Chinese uh, corporation as well. So things are looking rosy. Yeah, <laughs> good time to be a Saints fan. Fair. <laughs> then well, again, we talked about about the, the Premier League being eighth. They, yeah. They're not going. They're not going any higher than this. So no. this is this is as good as it gets. <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Have some fun. Yeah. Uh, in seventh place, quite strangely, uh, Watford. They've had a had a really interesting start to the season. Three-three <laughs> of what uh, Liverpool on the first day, then they beat Bournemouth, uh, and then they drew with Brighton uh, this weekend. It's it's been a weird start to the season for Watford. They've also been fined uh, for a football league inquiry, haven't they, for a, a forged letter that was sent three years ago? Yeah, some sort of financial fair play hoodoo. Yeah, and then deadline day, still them brought two more players in from Udinese on loan. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I think that uh, you, the thing with Watford is you've just wonder have they just gone and got themselves a really good manager? Yes, definitely. Yeah, he is improvement over anything they've had in the Premier League, and he's. he's I mean, Andre Gray. Look at what he did. Played. Look at what he did with that whole side. Yeah. I know he didn't keep them up, but 
he was close to. If it would given him a full yeah. season, he would have done, I think, definitely. And they, they had, like, 14 players at the beginning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he signed uh, Nathaniel Shalabar, good good young player. Uh, Andre Gray, another good young player as well. They've overpaid slightly, but it's the English tax, isn't it? Will Hughes, again, Tom Cleverly, they've got that core of players that have got kind of experience in this league, and then you mix and them they've with got the players. I, I've said this before and I'll say it again like, Tom Clever is a very good player Tom Clever is a player who does nothing fancy and makes the players around him look much better yes yeah I mean every team needs one of those guys he might not get the love but you, you'll miss him if he's not there no he's the player who gives a player a passing option that he otherwise doesn't have and then mm-hmm. you, he loses the ball and because of Tom Cleverley he doesn't get he doesn't have to do that yeah yeah exactly it's, uh, Watford Interesting to see what they can get from Will Hughes. Like, uh... yeah, I think the the buzz around him came and went. I think he, he missed his opportunity a few years back to, to really make that wonder kid leap, and then he got injured and it's, he struggled at Derby. But he has he is a talented footballer. I've been on record saying I don't rate him as highly as some people, but he is a very talented footballer. And Watford is a kind of the perfect club for him because he's going to get playing for Marco Silva and playing with players like Tom Cleverley and uh, other players around him. It's it's a, a nice atmosphere to kind of develop as a footballer in the Premier League. It might not be the star player he was once touted to be, but he's going to be a, a, a solid Premier League midfielder, I think. Yeah. Um, um, what do you think? Think is um, what, what? What are Watford expecting again? Are they again there with that that Stoke team trying to get those two or three places of Southampton in the in the top of the Premier League? Or yeah, I think a top half finish is a a real strong showing from Silva this season and just increases his reputation even more and then yeah top bar finish definitely I don't think they're going to be troubled with relegation this year I think there's definitely three or four teams weaker than them they're an interesting team they kind of they have their off days defensively but they also can turn it on up front as well who's next the champions are next Chelsea currently sitting in 6th place Interesting deadline day. We've mentioned the Ross Barkley deal. Uh, they bought in Danny Drinkwater. They sold Lorik Remy, who I forgot was even there still. Yeah. <laughs> he went to Las Palmas. Would not have guessed that. No. Uh, couldn't get hold of Oxlade Chamberlain. He turned them down, even though they apparently offered more money. He went to the yeah. for less money. They've started the season... They also signed a, a right back, a right wing back, didn't they? Oh, but, yeah, Davide Zabacosta, who yeah. I love. I think he's a really good footballer. And listening to Frank from the Serie A sit down podcast um, on the World Football Index's Deadline uh, Day Live show, they did. He's really highly rated around Italy, and Conte loves him. Conte gave him his first cap for Italy, and he will cross the ball all day long. Which I mean, you've got a player like. <clears throat> Costa, who could <laughs> could play up front and knock some headers in for with ease, but he's not there. I, I mean, there we go. Another one of the um, the transfer deadline. Should we call them the deadline day four? <laughs> the ones who didn't get the moves they wanted. But yeah, it's clearer of Costa, isn't it? He doesn't want to come back. No, Just... he's very determined. I want to go to Atletico Madrid. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere else. And why would you want to look how Morata? Like you've spent sixteen. 16- Sixty-five million pound on Morata. Yeah, long and he seems to have settled immediately. Yeah, definitely. He's he's. I don't, he's know, I don't know if he's the same level of goal scorer maybe as Costa, but he's a very good footballer and he will create more chances. He's a better footballer. Yes. I mean, we did talk about like as Tom was saying about in our preview pod about how Costa has that sort of his aura means that you're sort of playing against two players, mm-hmm. and when you're playing against two players of him and. Kante, then Chelsea have 13 players on the pitch. Yeah. Um, I don't think Morata's going to do that. No, but he does do something different, doesn't he? I wonder whether he could score... I think he could score more goals. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I'd be interested to see. I think he... I don't know. For me, he's not the same... Obviously, he's not the same kind of striker, but I don't think he's the same kind of goal scorer because Costa just bullied goals in, I think, last season and Morata's going to have to go about it a different way but he's already looked he's looked lively in the games he's played so far this summer yeah and you have also have the fact that Conte has shown himself to be up there with the top managers that again I talk about again, that that tactical masterclass he pulled on Spurs yeah. was just phenomenal and apparently 
done with very little sort of like he decided like sort of like two days before <laughs> like like he he like he wasn't happy with how training was going he thought this isn't going to work let's give this a try yeah he obviously had Cahill missing he had Fabregas missing they still haven't got this is Chelsea without Hazard as well yeah <laughs> let's not forget <laughs> oh there we go we're done Chelsea uh, fifth place then West Brom surprisingly um, yeah it's starting to get weird. It is. It, it, they've signed some good players as well. <laughs> Kieran yeah. Gibbs is a very good Premier League left back, and I can't say his name, but the guy from PSG. Oh, I'm not going to say his name either. God. <laughs> and he also kept hold of Johnny Evans as well. Yes, who I think is a very good player. Um, uh, there was a lot of um, uh, sort of people turning their nose up from from what I would call slightly well, sounds like the less informed. <laughs> Yeah, thirty-seven million for Johnny Evans. Yeah, oh, Johnny <laughs> Evans, a solid, solid Premier League centre back. Yeah, um, Gareth Barry must be annoyed. He's not going to play that much now. They've signed. <laughs> He's so close to the record as well. Zakodziak, I'm going with. I'm going. I'm going to let you go with that one. I'm not gonna yeah, why not? <laughs> Ollie Burke's a good signing as well uh, from Red Bull Leipzig. Didn't really work out for him that move, but he was a, a terror in the championship the year before he went there. Um, that Hegazi guy they signed on loan from uh, El Ali, he looked really good as well. And you wonder what Rodriguez can give them. Yeah, I like, think he's a great player, personally. If he, can get, if he can get anywhere back to his sort of, that sort of pre-2014. Yeah, he was in the England squad, wasn't he, I think, before his, yeah. his injury. Yeah, so. he was about to go to the World Cup. Yeah. Um, you think it's taken him three years basically three years lost to injury yeah that's mad that's a long time yeah. trying to get fit but yeah they've, they've done some good business I mean they're not really going to miss Darren Fletcher who they've they've just replaced yeah that's Gareth Barry isn't it yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah I mean they started the season as West Brom would start the season 2-1-0 wins uh, I think you can only be happy that they've strengthened they, they've They've only strengthened. Yes. As I said, every player out, they've got a player in of, of similar or higher quality. Yeah, I mean, their, their major loss was Darren Fletcher. The rest of them are kind of all squad players or kids. And then they've brought in one, two, three, four, five, six, arguably seven starting footballers that are going to compete for places. That's a very good window. Yeah. Um, you wonder how. Be interesting to see whether you say competes the the word, isn't it? Like, is Kieran Kieran Gibbsy? Well, he doesn't play centre back, so can he play? <laughs> wing, can he play full back for Tony Pulis? Probably not. Yeah, well, I, like, I did like Gibbs's comments that Pulis is going to make him a better defender as well. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Way out the door. <laughs> yeah. How'd you like that knife, Wenger? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a dig at Wenger and Steve Bold and all the other former defensive coaches Arsenal have had, but. He's probably not wrong, either. No, oh, that was a quick three minutes. Yeah. Jesus. They're all, all the same, Russ. They're all the same. They are. <laughs> just t- time flies when you're talking about West Brom. It does, doesn't it? God, I would have thought that. Eh? Into the top four, then. And in fourth place currently is Manchester City. Didn't get Sanchez. Lost no. Jordan Sancho. Can we just take a second Sancho. to ask why they wanted to get rid of Sanchez, though? Like, where was he going to play? Oh, yeah. What is Sanchez's best position? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. But wherever it is, they've got a better player, I think, in that position already. Yeah. Because if he plays in the hole, David Silva's there already. Plays at the top, Aguero or Gabi Jesus is there. Plays out right, Sterling they've got, or... They've um, got Sané or Sterling. De Bruyne. Or De Br- yeah. <laughs> it's an odd one. I, I, I kind of like the fact that they just pulled out of it in the end of the we don't really need him. Yeah, I think that they've bought they've bought very well this window. Yes. I think they've strengthened the issues that they needed to strengthen. Yeah, he identified um, that defence was a problem and sorted it out. Yeah, and he needed pace and he needed players to play. Like, he needed wing-backs mm-hmm. um, or full-backs, depending on what, what he's playing. But he needed players who could offer him an attacking option out wide. Yeah. Um, players who are athletic. And he's got that in Danilo. He's got three of them. Yeah, um, I think that you're looking at a manager who still maybe either doesn't know his best side or doesn't 
think he's completely got to the bottom of what to do in the Premier League. Yeah, it's, I think this is the well, it is definitely the hardest league he's had to manage in because there's two other jobs and there's no disrespect to him. He's been at the big, biggest team in that league and he's done well, obviously. But there is more competition in this Premier League and there's more players that can match them for money as well. So he can't just go and get anyone he wants because they, if they wanted to, they could have gone and got Lukaku, but United are straight in there or they could have gone and got anyone else, but other teams can compete with them. And they just don't play with that um, that that Pep Guardiola style, if for want of a better word. They're not um, playing. They're not passing teams to death. And you wonder whether he just doesn't think that can work in the Premier League. No, which I mean, it worked to a degree for Arsenal, but I don't know. They had arguably as good a team as anyone in the league when they were playing that system and didn't really win the league with it so no well and the problem is when Arsenal got to peak Arsenal being like that mm. they actually they still had those glaring flaws didn't they yeah. you wonder whether he thinks that sort of like the directness and the physicality of the Premier League combined means that giving a team a team of only 30% possession can still cause you problems with that 30% yeah because they'll play direct They'll play aggressively, um, mm. but I didn't realise all the players they got rid of. Thirty-one players. I missed some of these. I missed Sami Nasri going. <laughs> I missed Fernando. <laughs> yeah, I missed Fernando. I thought he was still there. Yeah. Completely access to Fernando Evil in midfield, but anyway, into third position then, and much to my chagrin, Huddersfield Town currently occupy yeah. third place in the Premier League. This is going well for all, isn't it? <laughs> Well, I, I predicted them 10 points this season. I'm standing by it. They just got 10 <laughs> on the board already. <laughs> They've taken the Phil Brown approach. <laughs> yes. He's going to collapse a lot earlier for them. They got rid of Mackie Wells, £5 million. And they brought in Rob Green from Leeds, who Leeds cancelled his contract and let him sign on a free transfer, which is slightly annoying. We could, probably could have got a bit of money for him. He was a very good championship keeper last year. Yeah, that's odd. Why would you do that? I don't know. I think because we've got our number one and we've got a decent uh, young number two. So if Rob Green's 38, I think, so go and get a pet one last payday, mate, I suppose. Yeah. We're not owned by complete guns anymore, so they're quite nice people, it seems. Yeah, apparently <laughs> so. Hope it's you guys. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, started the season on fire. 3-0 win at Palace and then beat Newcastle. And then got the point on the road at, um, well, at home to Toronto last weekend, so... Not One of the things, I, I, again, when you say that, that I worry about Fadersville, when you're looking at this list of players, they've brought in a lot of players. Yes, yeah, and not a lot of proven Premier League players either. And when you talk about this market nowadays, mm. once they've brought in players for £1.1 million, £1.3 million, £2.5 million, £3.5 million. They brought three players in for £3.5 million. Yeah, they spent, like, they spent £8 million on Aaron Moy, but he'd never done it at this level before. I'm not saying that you, you can't. I'm not saying you can't get diamonds in the rough for three and a half million pounds, but you need one of them to be because otherwise, a, a genuine three and a half million pound player nowadays is not going to be good for the Premier League. No, he's not even a he's not even a sub. He's a reserve or a, a playing in the under twenty threes team normally. It's, yeah, I don't honestly don't think they're strengthened enough, and I think. That, their nice start to the season aside, it's going to be a long season of struggle for them. This kind of momentum can't continue, and this sort of again, that's the important word, though, again, isn't it? Momentum. Mm. Yeah, they were. They can't take the foot off the gas slightly towards the end of last season, but getting promoted, I think, would I assume, gives you a massive boost going into the new season. And if you can win your first game, and you can carry it on for a bit, but the, the the tactics they play under Wagner, it's very high intensity, and I just don't. Think again, it's that same that. That Pochettino, that Klopp, mm. Klopp high pre- intensity and pressing. Yeah. Eventually, you're either going to end up with tired players or lesser players playing. Yeah, which is fine for Pep and Klopp because they've got world class players yeah. to pick from. And Pochettino's getting there now, but if you think even Southampton used to struggle with that when he was there. Yeah. Yeah, true. So yeah, I think good start aside, they've done very well to get the seven points out of three games. I'd be ecstatic if I was a Huddersfield fan at this point, but ultimately I've gotten down for relegation and d- just enjoy it while you're there, I think. Yeah! <laughs> really? 
Right then, two teams left to go. Liverpool currently sitting in second place. They've got seven yeah. points from their three games. They uh, beat Arsenal handily last weekend, 4-0. Beat Palace 1-0 and then lost... Uh, I can't see the result who they lost to. Oh, they got a point uh, uh, Watford, didn't they? First game of the season. Yes. Yeah. So, so... Embarrassed Arsenal. Yeah, it was men against boys. Really. Yeah. Um, they tactically were spot on. They play without a striker as well, which is a, a kind of new thing for the Premier League. Uh, yeah, they, it seems like Klopp wants to play with forwards and not a striker, doesn't it? Yeah, Firmino's arguably and, their striker, but he plays in number 10. And look, they look breathtaking. Mm. They they look fun to watch. These words are hurting me. <laughs> Just, but a team that plays at that sort of pace, and you, I think you could argue that Sadio Mane could be the best player in the Premier League. He's great. And Salah as well looks like Chelsea have just missed out on a massive player there for them because he looks really good and so quick. But yeah, yeah. Mane as well is phenomenal. Like, that, that, again, you, again you worry about you worry about um, about them defensively still. Um, yeah, massively. <laughs> changing their goalkeeper for an Arsenal game so you wonder what, sort of what's going on there. Because... Um, mm. I don't still think Midnight's good enough, but he looked like he was at least putting in better performances. Yeah, he was. He, he looked improved, the ones he's played um, this year. They've signed, they've signed Chamberlain, and I, I, I'm, I'm not really sure about that one. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I think in the sort of five, six years we've seen Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain in the Premier League, I'm still not convinced I know if he's even a good player. He hasn't now done a position. I think he's been moved all over the place. He can't stamp his authority on one position. Well, it's almost like you know how you always used to hear about how David Beckham wanted to play central midfield. I want to play yeah. central midfield. Well, that's great, but you can't. You're not good enough. <laughs> not not, not as in you're not good enough. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we've got better central midfielders. It doesn't. It doesn't suit you. Yeah. <laughs> like you've got your skill set actually suits playing here better. Yeah. Um, and I think that while he was playing, his athleticism really did suit himself. Like he showed himself as being a great player to play at wing back. Mm. Um, he can cross a fantastic ball, but doesn't want to play on the wing. It, it, it baffles me. Well, can, can he cross a fantastic ball? I don't know. When you look at those those stats on his assists and his goals, in, like they're very poor. I think mm. he doesn't have more than two Premier League goals a season. Well, okay, uh, in, in a season, sorry. Um, and I'm not sure that he has a huge amount of assists in his sort of 120 odd games or something. Um, That's me listening to Arsenal fans and taking yeah. his red. <laughs> wow. Well, Maybe after he's left, they now, now Arsenal fans are telling me that he can't cross the ball. Maybe that's bitterness. Who knows? <laughs> They're like football fans. Um, Andrew Wilson was a great signing as well, left back. I just think, sort of, where is uh, where do, I? I don't understand why you didn't take hundred odd million pounds for, for Coutinho because I don't know where he plays. Yeah, I mean he plays where Firmino's playing, but he's on fire at the minute. And but does he though? Because he was playing out. Well, he was left, playing wasn't with he? some. Yeah. Very odd, yeah. I would have taken the money, banked it. Yeah, they turned down 183 million. I know, they wanted 183 million. Is that what they wanted? Okay, mental. <laughs> yeah, absolutely mental. My, my powers of deduction tell me we're talking about Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> yep, one team left. Man United played three, won three, scored ten. Uh, have they conceded a goal yet this season? No, I don't think they have. No, um, and I think that they have. Um, their problem last season was scoring goals yeah no, I think it was something, something stupid like after I don't know if it was the two or three games that like they scored like 17% of the goals they scored last season yeah um yeah they they look great to me they've got second season pe- uh, Mourinho that's the yeah. thing they've got him and he's in there and he's fully invested in it and it looks like he's having fun and he played in the Grenfell charity game today in goal as well Lukaku is playing like um, like how old Wayne Rooney used to play. Yeah, there's some of those things where he would come and get he would he would come off the shoulder of the defender and get the ball and flick it around the corner and have mm-hmm. that turn and burst of pace that you, Rooney used to do that. Yeah, and all of a sudden you've turned the you turn the defence and he's got the pace to do it and he, then you're just he's so powerful. Yeah, like. He's, he's unmatched in the Premier League of that sort of I don't think there's another player like him that can do that no he's just a phenomenon <laughs> and but. and I think that 
Matic is just going to make Pogba look brilliant. Yeah, I mean, they've not done a lot of business, but they bought four Pog- players Pogba in. should playing Matic money. <laughs> yes, any assist bonus he gets, that should be Matic's money. Yeah. They brought Zlatan back, we all love that. Uh, Lindelof is a good player, I think, and he's going to take his time to get into that team. Cause... I think that they have players that mean that they can get him used to the Premier League and cope because yep. some of the things I saw from the Premier League made him think that maybe he was a lunatic with the way he was diving in and <laughs> yeah oh, they just look, they just look irresistible at the minute and it... but I just like them as a, when you talk about some of these other clubs as we talked about at the top here not like Chelsea maybe a little bit like Liverpool because they've stuck to what they were going to do but yeah. Man United just went I, he went I want four players yeah He's got three players if you don't include Ibrahimovic. Yeah. And he went, well, I can't get the fourth player. Let's not get it. Let's not... <laughs> Let's not waste money on someone else. Yeah, well, or bring someone into the group who's not right or just... Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. There's a lot to be said for for someone sort of the mentality of the group and having someone negative who, who isn't getting games or what. There's just so many options there. There's so yeah. many ways they can play, and there's players that come off the bench like Martial, who would start for arguably 19 other Premier League clubs. He's, yeah, they've got so many options there, and whether they, they play want... Matic, whether or not where does Mkhitaryan play? Exactly. Um, yeah, Mata does Mata play through the middle? Does he play right? Right. Yeah, it's, there's so many options to play. They can they can go defensive. They can squeeze games out. We've seen that. They can shut teams down in an instant, and they can also destroy teams. There we go. Yeah. There we go. That's around, that the, it. around the EPL in around 60 minutes. Yeah, all 20 clubs. You can't complain. No, <laughs> talked about Ollie a lot. Yeah, equally as well. <laughs> so there we go. We'll be back next week with a, a regular podcast, I assume. When there's not... Inter- yeah, spot the international break. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a couple of these throughout the season, I think. <laughs> 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 um, but yes we're part of the World Football Index you can find us on there just subscribe to World Football Index on, Twitter, on iTunes or on SoundCloud um, follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post follow me on Twitter at RossBell1984 and follow Adam on Twitter at AdamSA101 correct there you go I finally remembered him <laughs> <laughs> mine's easier it's my name yeah yours is alright and then um yeah, make sure if you're getting us from iTunes, just uh, make sure you're subscribing. That's the most important thing. Rating reviews apparently don't matter as much as subscriptions. So anytime you're in any shop that's got any devices that got iTunes on, find our podcast, press subscribe. You'll get us further up the charts and get us more listeners. And we're going to wreak havoc at the Apple Store. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I've got two weeks off soon. <laughs> <laughs> just travelling the travelling the Apple stores of the country. <laughs> Airports have uh, Apple stores. They must have. They've definitely got devices. Yep. <laughs> All of them are getting subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> so until next week, Adam, it's goodbye for me. It's goodbye for you. Bye. And always remember to have your man on the post. <laughs>